Welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast that talks about the mysterious world of divorce and uncoupling and living happily ever after heartbreak. I am your host, Hannah Harvey. I am a writer and an award-winning blogger. I am also the founder of the Divorce Retreat Heartache Hall, which you can find at heartachehall.com. It would make my day if you could subscribe and leave a review so more people can find this podcast. I would also love to hear from you. So contact me through Instagram at hharveywrites with your stories of divorce and heartbreak, any thoughts you might have on the episode or even questions you might want answering. And as always, you can find all the details from the episode in the show notes. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Happily Ever After, the podcast where we explore all things divorce and heartache, but leave with hope. I'm your host, Hannah Harvey, and today we're talking about grief. Obviously, when you get divorced, no one's died in this instance, but your relationship has. And even if it was a tumultuous one, you can still be sad that it's gone and grieve for it. The other thing is that I feel like a bit of your identity has already died. The bit where you really um, connect to the fact that you're a wife is something that you have to grieve for as well. You know, I love a quote. So here is Jessica Simpson and what she said about divorce. It was like a death in the family. You go through the mourning stage, then the rebellion, and then all of a sudden you have to find life by yourself. Now, I can definitely relate to this. There were some interesting decisions made during the rebellion stage. And frankly, the mourning stage still shows up at times. Each time you reach a new milestone or you deal with something new in your life that you haven't done before, it can just rear its ugly head. And to be honest, we may always mourn the end of our marriages, remembering the happier times um, and some of the good things that came from it. But that's okay, I think. When you look at the breakdown of a relationship from the perspective of grief and the stages of grief, It seems it's actually essential that you go through these motions and feel sad when the feelings pop up and you acknowledge them and you give them the space that they need. So in her book on death and dying, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross said that there were five stages of grief and these are denial, anger, bargaining, depression and acceptance. Now, from my perspective, I'm not convinced that my journey followed this pattern, but I feel like I kind of dipped in and out of at least the the last three almost on a daily basis at times. But I can definitely say that in those early days, I was in denial and really quite focused on not feeling anything at all. I didn't want to feel sad. I wanted to feel fabulous and power through. Um, I wanted to become a best-selling author and have my book made into a movie by Disney. (laughs) I can laugh about it now, but that was literally on my manifesting list. Um, So I'd say I was in a place of denial and delusion, that's for sure. Um, The fact that I thought I could do all this 
and not acknowledge that my marriage was over and let myself be really sad about it. It's pretty impressive. I didn't know it, but I was actually terrified that if I did, I would completely fall apart and then not be able to function. It's good to know that that's a stage of grief and apparently feeling emotionally numb is a really common side effect at this stage. Some people describe it as if they're watching someone else's life on a movie screen or as if they feel completely detached from reality of what's happening, um, which probably explains why my memory of that stage is quite bitty. So the next stage is anger, which is a really tricky one, I think, because... I'd like to say I didn't feel angry and I can't remember feeling angry. That's not me, but really, uh, that's not true. So um, I remember feeling particularly cross whenever I had to move furniture by myself or deal with a child meltdown. Um, I've mentioned in a previous episode about overwhelm and obviously I had my bills moment, which basically meant I freaked out because I didn't know what bills I needed to pay in my house. I was pretty cross about that. So during the first phase, I was in denial. But I think what I didn't realise is that my self-esteem was pretty much on the floor. Um, And I was trying not to connect with the fact that I felt like a humongous failure. So therefore, the only way I could prove to the world that I wasn't was to power through. I was going to achieve all my dreams yesterday and look amazing. I lost a lot of weight. I obsessively planned my weeks to make the most of every second. Um, And that all tied into needing external validation because I was in shock and denial about the breakdown of my marriage. However, it became really apparent that my ego couldn't cope with even the tiniest bit of rejection. So I had to put all these big dreams in the drawer for a bit. And this is when I finally allowed myself to feel sad. At the time I was working with um, a coach to help me get my book published. Uh, I think it was maybe like the third or fourth um, session that we had and she was like, all right, put away your planner please and your homework this week is to do nothing. Like literally stare out the window, do nothing this week, do not make a schedule. And... I have to say I freaked out because I was like, if I'm doing nothing, doesn't that mean that I am nothing? And I had to sit and stare out the window and feel what I was feeling, which was really scary. So I scheduled it in, obviously, and I sat there and I looked out the window and I let it wash over me. All those emotions that I'd been pushing God knows where, away, the sadness, the pain, the guilt, and yes, the anger. And I finally started to understand how I felt. And it was so cathartic. The next in the grief stages is bargaining, which I think is another weird one. And I feel like my bargaining and depression stage sort of overlapped and intertwined. So there was a big stage between sort of the anger and bargaining where I was dating somebody, so I don't think I really felt anything at all. But when I was ready to move into that bargaining depression bit, I felt like I needed to be on my own to be able to deal with this. And apparently this is really, really common to kind of withdraw so you can reflect. 
Um, and at one point I'd be feeling really, really sad. And then I'd start bargaining like, oh, perhaps if we do this or perhaps if we do that, it'll all just go away and everything will be fine. But then I'd accept that bit and be okay for a while. And it's what I mentioned before that as new things or circumstances pop up, this might give you a new thing to grieve. And it's just so weird how you can shift in and out. One moment you're feeling really positive and loving life and your freedom. And the next you're in a kind of pit of despair with a tub of ice cream going through old photos. So after the break, I want to discuss when grief spills into sabotage. And I'd love to hear what you think of this. I just wanted to tell you quickly about my divorce retreat, Heartache Hall, because tickets are now on sale and I'm really excited about it. So divorce is shit, right? You want to hide in a cave and I don't think it's just me who feels like that. But you also have loads of practical stuff to sort out, some of which you might have zero experience in. Legal and financial management springs to mind. To survive my divorce, I threw everything at it. I spent a lot of money on different things and learned a lot of lessons the hard way. Now, I know there are many retreats out there, wonderful retreats that get to the heart of your pain, but it was also the practical stuff that I struggled with, particularly around money. Heartache Hall is basically the retreat that I needed, that I didn't even realize I needed. And in my opinion, it's the perfect combination of emotional and practical support. It will save you so much time and heartache and even money because you'll leave with a really clear plan. And the really priceless thing for me is that you'll find your tribe. A group of women who are going through the same things you are and together you can support each other as you navigate your divorce. At the retreat, you'll learn how to manage your emotions. You will have tackled your blocks around planning your future and have learned some critical mindset adjustments that give you permission to create the life of your dreams, to connect to hope and to prioritize joy. So if you visit Heartache Hall, you can get loads more info. That's heartachehall.com. You can book your tickets there and you can even organize a call with me to see if you think the retreat is a good fit for you. Um, also, feel free to message me through the chat. So we have been talking about the stages of grief. And I guess the bit I want to touch on now is when do you know it's grief? And when is it just that you're sabotaging yourself because you're scared? So when you look at the stages of grief and going through these, you know, these emotions, it's really important. But what if the way you deal with them is harmful? I don't drink, so my sabotages tend to be binge watching telly and like smashing a load of bagels. You know, this is my version of hiding away in a cave and I might, you know, reminisce about the good times for good measure. Or I'll go into overdrive to prove myself. That's my other form. So it's taken me ages to realize it. And I was talking to a friend about this who actually pointed it out. So thanks to her. But this happens when I'm triggered. So when I don't feel good about something, I can move into sabotage territory and kind of make some terrible decisions quite quickly. 
But I think what we've worked out is that when you spot yourself doing this, this is when you need to sit quietly and listen. An example would be, I found myself doing this quite recently. And so I had to sit quietly and ask myself, why am I doing this? Why do I feel so bad? And it often comes back to feeling not good enough and to feeling scared. And I suppose a lot of this will be linked to my grief. But I always say it, divorce brings out all your insecurities as well. So I'm a huge advocate of therapy and I partner with a company called Blue Talking Therapy because they've helped me so much. When you go through divorce, it's an opportunity to work out who you are, revisit old wounds, you know, all your teenage and childhood stuff and to learn from it all. So I find now that if I'm trying to achieve something and I make a little headway, I'll then have a success hangover where I catastrophize everything. I'm going to publicly fail and everyone will laugh at me is generally how I was feeling about doing the podcast. That kind of thing. And then I'll revert to old habits that used to make me feel good, momentarily feeling good on my ad, like food and escapism in telly and reminiscing about the time external validation felt so good. But you know what? It's all part of learning to live our new lives, our post-divorce life. And I know we're growing in confidence every day. And every time we get up and take a step forward, we're flexing that confidence muscle. On the days when we're struggling and grief pops in to say hi, it's safe to pause. And, you know, it's okay to have your bit of escapism in your thing as long as it's not hurting you. But I guess the key is to stay present, stay connected to how you feel, have good big cries, that's so good for you. My friends and I call this the snot bubbles, that's for you, Sarah. And then dust yourself off and keep moving forwards towards your goals and your dreams. Okay, I hope that made some sense and was of some kind of use. I'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts on the stages of grief um, and how and when you tend to sabotage yourself. You can get in touch either through Instagram at hharveywrites or via my website hannahharvey.uk. Have a great week and I will see you next week for another episode of Happily Ever After with me. And don't forget to review and subscribe and tell any friends who you might think will enjoy it. 